We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Happy Friday morning, everybody. Welcome to the Roadwire Fantasy Football Podcast, the Friday morning DFS version. I am Scott Jensen, joined as always by Ryan Balanji on Friday mornings. We are sponsored by WinBet. We appreciate uh, them for that uh, their, uh, their sponsorship all season long. Uh, we are in uh, week 15. It's been a, a fun and crazy ride. This week is especially crazy. We have a ton of uh, guys out for COVID. We have injury guys. We have teams that we don't know if, who they're going to play out there, but uh, we're going to get you through the DFS slate. But uh, first of all, Ryan, how are you this morning? Oh, yeah, I'm good, Scott. Thanks. Good. Uh, yeah, weird week this week. I read yesterday um, over 100 players on the COVID list. Um, so that'll have a lot of implications. Uh, and the, as far as the games go, it's mostly low totals and uh, weird spots. Um, but, yeah, we'll we'll get into it. There's, there's still some good spots to target. Um, excited to talk about it. Yeah, I've been doing this uh, uh, multiple years now, and I've never had a week where there's not a total in a game over 48. It's crazy. The only the only high total game was last night. It was uh, Kansas City and the Chargers, and for three quarters, everybody's like, "Oh well, so much for the hotel total." And then all of a sudden, there were 35 points in, in fourth quarter and overtime. It was it was a fun game. Uh, we have a couple Saturday games this week that are off the slate: uh, Vegas and Cleveland, which is a huge COVID game. Who knows what happened there anyway? So probably uh, probably best we don't have to break that one down. Uh, New England at Indy, fun game on Saturday. Night and then Sunday night is New Orleans at Tampa, fun game there too. And Monday night is Minnesota and Chicago. Uh, mentioned uh, the only game over fifty is it was Kansas City and LA. I, that's, that's been a long time since I can remember a week like that. Um, interesting week on, on DFS too. There's no running back on the slate over seventy eight hundred, and only one over seventy four hundred. We have no, uh, you know, obviously there's no McCaffrey. There's no Cook. Eckler played last night. Just a lot of uh, usually like the uh, oh I'll just play the expensive running back stuff uh, off the board this week, which is uh, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, uh, I think, and the, yeah, so so it's very different. You're right. I, I can't remember a week like this either. Um, just as far as those running backs go, I think that'll lead to um, people spending up at quarterback. Um, yeah. There's also some cheap wide receivers. Um, but yeah, um, where do, should we start? Let's, I guess, start at yeah, quarterback. Yeah, I'm gonna jump into jump in just real quick with the high tolls. We mentioned that there's sure, uh, yeah, we, yeah. We, there's not a lot of games that are high. We do have a couple that are over 46. Um, Atlanta and San Francisco's 46 and a half. 
Arizona Detroit. I <laughs> never thought we'd have Arizona Detroit as the highest uh, total on this on the slate. 47 and a half. Then we got like six games between 43 and 46, which will be games that you know you probably want to find some players in there. Then we have a couple of uh, a few real low total ones. Tennessee at Pittsburgh is 42 and a half. Um, obviously, a lot's happened with those two teams this year that, that's made that total low. Uh, the Jets always here against Miami, 41 and a half. And we have uh, we have an entry into the under forty uh, list right now. The old uh, the old Army Navy le- level of uh, of points here. We got uh, Houston to Jacksonville thirty nine and a half. I guess they have to play each other at some point. And finally, uh, here we are. But uh, it's uh, it's a week where we're going to have to find guys we like in games that are not uh, expected to be thirty eight thirty five. Yeah, um, there's not. You know, we don't have like necessarily a competitive game that looks great for stacking. I yeah. guess uh, maybe the Rams Seahawks um, would would be the best one in terms of that. Um, but I think, you know, I'm looking at that Arizona game. Um, they have a 30, you know, implied total over 30, yeah. which is pretty clearly the highest and a great opponent in the Lions. Um and then the Bills are, you know, sort of in a similar spot at home against Carolina. The Bills have a 27 or 28 total. Um, but again, those games are, you know, a good chance to blow out. So um, stacking is a little bit different this week. Uh, I think you can uh, stack some of these teams with high totals and you don't have to run it back if you don't want to. Um, one, because uh, there's a lot of value um, from other teams, from some of these, you know, teams in less appealing spots. You can just plug that value in. And then, you know, obviously, you don't necessarily want to run it back if a team's going to get blown out, but there are options in some of these games. Um, is anyone sticking out to you uh, that you're looking to target? Yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, we'll, we'll get to it, kind of getting some stacks and stuff, but I think the Atlanta San Francisco game has a chance to uh, be interesting. It depends on if Atlanta can like score early to get some points. The Niners kind of get going too because the Niners get up. They are, I think, they're nine nine and a half point favorites. They will run the the hell out of the ball. They just kind of they'll, they'll 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 eat clock. They'll hand it off to. Whoever, whatever running back might be back there, we don't really know yet who's going to be. We'll talk about that when we talk about running backs. But uh, I think that game, if Matt Ryan can like you know pick apart the Niners secondary a little bit, which you know Cincinnati, I'm always I'm a Niners fan, I'm rooting for the Niners, but like Cincinnati was weirdly frustrating last week if you were a fantasy person because they didn't do anything for three quarters, they didn't challenge the Niners cornerbacks even though there were three of them out, they didn't challenge them on the edges at all. The fourth quarter came, they're down 14, they start doing that and they scored like easy, 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 and then even in overtime. Down the field, down the field, down the field, got to the 20, ran the ball twice, you know, didn't get a third down, kick the field, ended up losing the game. I just – I feel like they really let the Niners off the hook for for a secondary that is really, really, really bad right now. Like, any – Jamar Chase had two touchdowns that dropped a – I don't know if it was dropped, but, like, just dropped a third one that uh, hit the ground a little bit. But, like, they just – I just feel like they let them off the hook. And if, if Ryan and the, and the Falcons could do that a little bit, they don't have nearly the weapons, obviously, that, that Cincinnati does. But – um, I think the game could get a little bit back and forth, but it just it depends on that like first twenty minutes a lot to see if we can get to, get some game flow going. Yeah, that game. Yeah, it's a great spot for San Francisco, um, who who suddenly has like a lot of weapons that we can we can pick from. We got we got to figure out. So it's uh it's uh, I, I kind of like slates like this. You know, there's not that obvious. You know, whatever it is Kansas City and whoever game that everybody's going to go with. And we, we a couple weeks ago we had like the one game that stuck out. So I. I kind of like it. You got to really, uh, you got to really break down individual players rather than games, and I, I kind of uh, appreciate that. But let's jump into who we think is going to be popular, who we think is going to be the, uh, you know, the highly rostered players. Um, starting at quarterback, um, you mentioned Arizona has the highest team total. Um, I think under eight thousand. I think a lot of people are just going to go to Kyler Murray. 
Um, no touchdowns on Monday against the Rams, but eight, 383 yards passing, 61 yards rushing. He looked healthier than he has in a while. He was running around a little bit. Uh, no DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is out for the rest of the regular season, so won't be playing here. But um, you know, a matter of if Arizona will 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 you know kind of shut it down if they have a big lead or if they let Kyler do his thing. Uh, great matchup. Detroit's 31st in the league, three, 8.2 yards per attempt. Um, they should dominate. I assume they'll dominate, even though it's on the road. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, how do you think the like the second half of this game looks? Is it are you uh, optimistic enough about that? You, you get a Kyler in your lineup. Yeah, um, I guess I'm I'm optimistic um, about the second half, but I'm also like for cash games, I'm not really worried about it. Um, yeah. It's just such a good spot, uh, and they should. Uh, be able to they should put up enough points even if they only go for three quarters right um that's you know if they're up 35 to 10 like they had to get to 35 somehow so that's right right. james connor is james connor's question was of right now that might help uh, kyler a little bit at the goal line too i mean it just seems like it seems like a spot that's that's pretty easy for it's it's gonna be hard for kyler to be completely a zero out there he's gonna have to be pretty the the floor is pretty darn good yeah um so i i think I agree with you. I think Kyler is, is where I would go uh, first at quarterback. I think Josh Allen is, is in play as well. Um, Does the, is the foot worry you at all? Or if, as long as he's good to go and out there, you're fine with it. Yeah. As long as he's good to go, um, you know, as as long as he's active and playing, I'm fine with it. Um, But you know, it worries me a little as far as his rushing upside. Um, You know, if he, if it is actually bothering him, Um, I think, that would probably just lead me to go with Kyler in cash um, just for $200 cheaper. Um, like I, I mentioned at the start, I think this is a week where we spend up at quarterback. Um, it hasn't necessarily been like that for the last few weeks, but we have a lot of value at running back and receiver. So I think, you know, take your pick on Josh Allen or Kyler. Um, I think those are the two spots um, looking, looking a little bit lower um, I can't trust Jalen Hurts's ankle. Um, yeah, but, wor- worries know. me too. And if he's not running a lot, like at least with Josh Allen, like even if he doesn't run a ton, you've got so much other stuff he can do, and he's got receivers and all that. You know, if Hurts can't run, that floor is like literally, you know, nowhere. So it's uh, that that concerns me. I think enough that I'm probably going to stay away there. Me too. And you know, I see Hurts. He's got a good projection and he's projected to be more popular than I thought too, at least as of now, you know, this is Friday morning, but right. Um, the ankle just worries me too much. Like you said, he, re- he relies so much on his rushing upside, at least uh, for fantasy purposes. I think if I was in that range, I'd just go to Dak uh, 6,500. It's a good price for Dak. Um, you know, he hasn't been great recently, 12 points and 11 points uh, in back-to-back games. I felt, uh, I, I felt, I felt the one last week too. That one hurt. Yeah. I think a lot of people felt that one. Um, but still like 6,500 for Dak, it, it's a good price. It's a decent matchup. So I think, you know, you're okay going there again. I'd pro I'd probably just find the money to get up to one of those top guys. Um, yeah. if you want to go cheap, right, I that's guess my question we, is if you do go cheap, uh, where, uh, where's your spot this week? I think it's Tua. I mean, I could be sold on, something else. I know, I know Tua just lost Waddle, which is um, a little bit of a downgrade definitely, but the matchup at home to the Jets is just amazing. Um, and Tua has actually looked pretty good recently. Uh, although like his fantasy numbers, 
He hasn't topped, let's see, he hasn't hit 20 in the last five weeks. But again, like just 5,700 and such a good matchup. I think you could go to Tua. Um, again, I think you, you're giving up. You might be giving up too much this week going down here, though. Um, yeah. do, is there anyone that sticks out for you? Uh, in like in a stacking environment, there's a, there's a couple we'll talk about. But yeah, Tua was the one that stuck out to me, like if you wanted to go cheap. Uh, he was... Uh, 27 for 33 against the Jets in week 11 with two touchdowns, 273 yards. The, th- the only thing I do like with Tua is the the number of passes they are throwing. He's thrown 31, 33, and 41 the last three weeks. So at least they are they are using him a lot, letting him air it out a little bit. It's a lot of short passes, I know. And no Waddle. Uh, no Waddle does just kind of reel me back in a little bit on him. I do. I really like Jalen Waddle. And there's a guy that, you know, can hit the short pass and all of a sudden take it somewhere. So I do uh, I do like that. We have Devontae Parker back, um, which, which helps. He played, uh, played last week. But – the floor seems pretty solid. I don't think you're getting a lot of upside with Tua. I think that uh, I think for me, he feels like a kind of a cash game floor guy. If you want to save some money, but like in a tournament, I don't think the I don't know if the uh, the the blow up ability is quite there. Yeah, no, I agree totally. Um, the one thing I would say for tournaments is right now the Dolphins have all of their running backs um, either yeah. injured or on the COVID list. Um, we might only- we might get some Duke Johnson again in our life. Yeah, like you know. Miles Gaskin could be back. Um, And then, you know, it'd just be like business as usual for Miami. But if Gaskin was out and they had Duke, um, you know, who's more of a pass catcher as it is, then I think I I would have a little bit of interest in Tua for tournaments. Um, You mentioned those pass attempts. You know, if they didn't have any running backs, yeah, I definitely expect Tua to throw it 35 times um, in a great matchup. Uh, So if Gaskin is out, I could see myself looking to Tua uh, for, for some tournament lineups. But otherwise, uh, no, I agree with you. I don't, I'm not sure the upside's there. So we mentioned uh, running backs. Uh, there's not a lot of, uh, you know, uber expensive stud guys. So I want to drop down a little bit in terms of popularity. I think that the the two names that I've been hearing and I think will be pretty popular this week, um, there's probably actually three of them probably. But James Robinson is an interesting case. He's 5,400. I mean, this is a guy that was really, really good last year. Had a couple of good games this year and then kind of got lost in the Urban Meyer mess. Uh, you know, doghouse a little bit, fumbled once. His last two weeks have been horrible. He's been eight for eight rushes for 24 yards. Last week, he was six carries for four yards. Six carries, can't get into rhythm. I get that. Uh, Urban Meyer's obviously gone. Um, Daryl Bevel came out and said he's our, he's our lead running back. We're going to use him as such. Uh, you know, Bevel likes to run the ball. Uh, the matchup here is the key. They're playing Houston. Um, Houston's giving up 4.9 yards per carry, second worst in the NFL, 19.8 uh, fantasy points per game to running backs. Um, there's also a lot of buzz on Robinson, like, oh, he's freed now. There's a lot of free James Robinson stuff when Urban got fired. Um, and then the other one is the other one in the same exact same price, 5,100 is Rashard Penny, who was incredible last week. 16 for 137, two touchdowns, best game of his career. Uh, Pete Carroll, another coach here, said publicly, likes to run it. He's our guy. We're going to see what he can do. So he's obviously the lead back right now. Um, the Rams are you know, usually good against the run, 3.7 yards per carry, but have 25 guys. I think he's up now on the COVID list. So we don't know who the heck's going to be playing for the Rams. You know, you got to think of, of that list. There's probably some guys on defense that are missing. I know Von Miller's on the list. Jalen Ramsey's on that list right now. Um, you know, who, who else? Who, who, who knows who else is going to be on that list? But those are the two guys that jumped out to me. Like, these prices are really cheap. Um, how popular do you think either of those guys are going to be? Uh, I think James Robinson is going to be very popular yeah. uh, and, and rightfully so for, for the reasons you mentioned um, he he gets a bump now that urban Meyer is gone. Um, you know uh, he also looks good because he's the cheapest he's been all season um, like by a considerable amount. He was yeah. priced in the mid six K's for a while. 
Um, like you mentioned, it's one of the best matchups possible. Um, Rashard Penny ran wild against the Texans last week. Um, and then I think Carlos Hyde's going to be out with a concussion. So that kind of just shores up the work for Robinson even more. Uh, so, yeah, I'm comfortable just plugging Robinson in for cash. Uh, he he see, seems like the, if not the best, like the second best uh, value at running back. As far as Penny goes, yeah, that's an interesting one. It, it does depend on the defense because uh, the Rams actually jumped in front of Tampa as the number one rated rush defense. Um, so I would have to look at who's out on that yeah. defensive line. Um, you know, Von Miller and Jalen Ramsey being out doesn't uh, necessarily hurt their run defense. But um, if if some of those if some of those other guys are out then yeah, I would look to Richard Penny. Otherwise, I think that's one I could fade. You know, it's okay. tough to trust, especially because uh, it, it's, it's, like, Rashad Pen- it's, it's, it's Rashad Penny too. That That's a good point. It's Rashad <laughs> Penny, yeah, for, for one. And yeah. they're likely to be trailing. Um, so I definitely prefer Robinson there. I think who is going to be the other popular guy is either Daryl Henderson or Sony Michelle. I yeah, think I, Daryl I, had, Henderson. I, I said I said there was a third and Michelle was the one that I was uh, I was thinking of at 5800. Yeah, um either him or Henderson I I I've heard that Henderson's going to be activated uh off the covid list even if he's not so that him and Sony are the same price. Um so yeah, if one he, of those if guys, he's activated are you concerned that Michelle plays enough that maybe it kind of uh, kills both of them? Yeah, a, a little. Uh, yeah, a little. Um but you know for the most part, McVeigh has likes to use one running back a lot. Yeah. Um, so if if Henderson's active, I'm just gonna trust that he's gonna get most of the work. Um, and I, I, like he, he's under six K, so you know if he was mid six Ks, Sony like being there to steal some touches. Yeah, I would consider it more, but like under 6K is just such a good price tag for the starting running back on the Rams in this spot. So like at least for cash games, I think I'm starting with uh, the Rams running back and then James Robinson. I think I'm a little more off it than you are if Henderson plays. I think I'm a little bit worried that maybe we get in a situation where Sony steals more carries than we want. But I do get it. And your point on McVeigh is good. He does like to have one guy. But I think Sony's done enough these last couple of games that uh, I don't think they're just going to be like, oh, you're, you're, you're going to get three carries this game. So I think – and coming off the COVID, you know, who knows how his conditioning is, all that kind of stuff. I just wonder if Henderson gets fed. I would definitely go Michelle if Henderson doesn't play. I think I'm off if, if both play. I think I'm just a little too concerned. We might see a, a split carry situation there. Yeah, you know, I I think I agree with you. Like, I think I'm off for tournaments. Um, yeah. I would still do it in cash games. Okay. Um, let's look at receiver real quick. Uh, we're going to do – we'll do a segment later on kind of some of the mid-range guys. I think mid-range receivers are a really fascinating area this week. But let's, let's start at the top first, and then uh, I want to talk about a kind of expensive guy and then a really cheap guy who I think can be popular. Um at the top, we've got Cooper Cup. We have Devontae Adams, who are both uh, both on heaters right now. They're obviously both obviously really good all year, but both guys are hot right now. And Cooper Cup, last, you know, last uh, Monday night, 13 catches, 120 yards and touchdown. It was funny. I had a season-long game where I needed Cup to do well just to kind of advance to the next round. And I was like, you know, so Monday night's always tough. But, like, three minutes in the game, I'm like, oh, this is going to be easy. Like, he had five <laughs> catches in the first drive. I was like, all right, we're good. And like, you know, you should get him a sweat that Monday nighter. And I actually had Beckham, too. And I was like, oh, this is going to be really easy. But – 
Like Cup is just every single week. It's crazy. Like there are no there receivers like have bad weeks. Receivers have down weeks. Receivers have four for 50 yards in a week. And it just Cup has not. I mean, he has 20 more targets than any receiver in the NFL. He has 19 more catches than any receiver in the NFL. Like it's just as good as every other receiver has been. And there's a lot of guys, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, who we'll talk about in a second. Um, Cup's just dominant. Him and Stafford have a connection that is just no way to deny it at this point. I know we joke about the, them having breakfast together and all that, but um, Cup's 9,000 has been a lock every single week. Uh, Devontae Adams, 8,900, has been on fire last week. Seven for 115, two touchdowns, eight for 104, 10 for 121, and two touchdowns the last three weeks. Uh, Devontae Adams has double digit, in double digits in PPR scoring in 26 straight games, just a bonkers number. Um, the Ravens secondary has so many injuries, so many guys out. Marlon Humphrey's out for the year. They have a whole bunch of guys banged up. Um, you obviously can't play both these guys. Like an extreme lap, you probably could. But what do you do in picking between those these two dudes? Or you just don't worry about it. Just pick one. Yeah, you you can't go wrong with either of them. I mean, there's nothing I can really add to that. These are the top two players in fantasy football um cup i'll go with cup um he's just he's been unbelievable um you know he just always seems to be open short routes and and long routes um and like robert Woods is out and he's still just open every time i mean there's no beckham this week which maybe hurts him a little bit but maybe you get a few more targets like I, i agree with you i just don't think there's they're both awesome. They're both studs. We're going to play like maybe you can go with the fact that, you know, Adams is outside in a colder game and a weather, but like they Green Bay doesn't care about that really. And, and Cup is inside against Seattle. But um, I think, you know, they're both good, both good matchups, both stud players. I mean, I just, it's hard to, it's hard to get upset, you know, be picking between them. You're going to, you're going to, right. you should be good either way. You're definitely playing one of them, um, at least for, for cash games, uh, yeah. for sure. And I, I think Cup is just, slightly safer you know he's gonna he should get more targets Um, i actually think beckham being out i kind of like beckham being out it's just it's guaranteed you know it's guaranteed double digit targets for cup he's already getting that but i mean he should get 15 in this spot um it's tough not to go with cup yeah it actually feels like he should be a little bit more expensive um we you know we saw him up to nine six um but He's just scoring high 20s, 30 fantasy points every week. I mean, it's, it's crazy a, to expect it's a wild that from run. a guy, but I expect that. Yeah, it's a wild run. And we, we talked about there's no expensive running backs weeks. So there is the salary. Uh, you, know, you can get there pretty easily. Um, I lo- dropping down a little bit, I want to talk about a guy who I think has is, is become a weirdly, like, just an incredible floor guy. At 7,500 is Deontay, uh, Deontay Johnson in Pittsburgh. Um, he was only five for 76 last week, but 10 more targets. We talked about Devontae's streak. Um, you know, Deontay's not – Devontae Deontay's going to be tough. Uh, he's not that far behind him. 16 straight games, double-digit double digit points in PPR scoring. Tennessee's allowing 8.3 yards per target to wide receivers. Um, Deontay Johnson, the last five weeks in targets, 13, 13, 14, 11, and 10. I mean, this is the elite level of targets. Um, great floor. He's probably he might, might have the second best floor in the NFL receivers to, to cup. I mean, Devontae's a little more, um, you know, blow, obviously a, a better player and more upside, but, um, in terms of floor, Deontay's kind of right there and 700 seems like a pretty good price for him this week. Yeah, it does. And it's a decent spot. Um, about 7,500. It is the most expensive that he's been this season. Yeah. Uh, last week he was 7,100, but every other week he's been in the six K's. So it's a, it's a pretty sizable bump. Um, you're right. The, the floor, though, the floor is great. Uh, it's double-digit targets every week, and it's a pretty good spot. You know, Roethlisberger and the Steelers are much better at home. Um, so I really like 
Yeah, I like going to to Deontay. Uh, it feels really safe. I don't know if you're going to have the money to to get there if you roster Cup and yeah, an expensive tough. quarterback, at least for cash games. I mean, you might be able to, um, but if you are, like, it, I, I'd be happy going there, I guess. Uh, yeah, it, it feels safe, and he has upside, too. Um, so we're going to do the mid range here in a second, but in terms of cheap receivers, it feels to me like there's a couple guys down here that stick out. Usually we're like, you're trying to find guys under 5,000. Like, ah, oh, this I can kind of squint and make this work. There are a couple of guys this week this, that, that seem like they might be uh, pretty darn popular is uh, the first is Devonte Parker with Jalen Waddle out. He is 4,300 for, uh, for the dolphins in a great matchup against the jets. Um, he played 40 snaps last week was five for 62 on five targets. So got involved last week, probably steps up a little bit. It's Devonte Parker. Like he could get hurt on the first play. We not, we'd not be surprised. There always is that risk. Um, the jets are bottom, uh, you know, kind of bottom half in yards allowed per target to wide receiver there. You know, nothing that scares you there. The other one is, uh, is Gabriel Davis at 3,700 in Buffalo. We talked about Josh Allen earlier. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders is out. They've said that uh, you know, Gabriel Davis can start. They kind of keep Cole Beasley in the slot, and Davis will start uh, you know, outside next to Stephon Diggs. Uh, 3,700 on this good of an offense against Carolina. Uh, he had eight targets last week, a season high for him. Played 100% of dropbacks that Josh Allen had. So like after Sanders left, he was the guy that was in there every week. He's a talented guy. Uh, I remember at University of Central Florida, he was really good. Um, I think these two guys that we'll talk about some other cheap guys later. We do that, but those two guys stick out to me as like a little, maybe a little, uh, a little better and safer than most of the options we usually get down the really cheap range. Yeah. Couldn't agree more like much safer than what we usually see yeah. each week. Uh, as far as Devonte Parker goes, like to me, that's good chalk this week. Uh, it's weird to say with Parker and his sort of unpredictability and his uh, injury history, but that price tag the matchup and Waddle being out. Yep. It's just too good to pass up. And it does feel safe also. Like uh like with Waddle out, um, Parker should be 6K in in a spot at home against the Jets. Um, he's like almost sure to see 10 targets, uh, plenty of touchdown upside. Yeah, like I, I really like Parker. I think that's good chalk. I'm gonna roster a yeah. lot of Parker. Um Gabriel Davis too. Yeah, 3700 and just I couldn't believe when I clicked on how cheap he was. I was like, "Oh, he's going to be like 4500." I was like, "Oh my gosh, 37." Like that's oof. And, you know, playing for arguably the best, you know, passing offense on the slate, um at 3700 and playing 100% of uh Josh Allen's dropbacks last week, like you said, um Beasley will stay in the slot. I mean, that's what he does. Gabe Davis is going to be out there and he's going to be targeted and it's a pretty good spot for Buffalo. So I really like Gabe, Gabe Davis too. Um, I'm going to have trouble rostering any other cheap receivers with those two there. Um, Now, most of the tournaments I play are either single entries, three max or five max. So I'm, I'm okay with rostering uh, the the better chalk in that cheap range. If you're playing, you know, the bigger tournaments, maybe the $3.20 max or even the Millie maker, um, any of the largest field tournaments, then maybe I would get off those guys because uh, it would be really good leverage for tournaments. Um, but in the smaller field stuff, yeah, that that's where I'm going. These are two great spots. I couldn't agree with you more. It's much safer than this range normally is. Yeah, and we'll talk about some other guys down there, but like those two guys stick out as like these are not normally guys that are under 4,500. Um, so let's get in the mid-range of receivers I think is fascinating this week. But first, a note from our sponsors at WinBet. 
There's one thing we appreciate here at RotoWire. It's making good decisions and even more so making the right decision. Listen up. I have an incredible offer for you with RotoWire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more, all at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, all while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So, uh, Ryan, I want to talk a little bit about uh, about the mid-range receiver this week. I think it's a really interesting range in terms of there's I think there's a couple guys in here who are really chalky, uh, but I think like the five thousand to sixty five hundred range, let's call it, is going to be really uh, instrumental in kind of finding guys in here that you want to you know. We talked about the expensive guys, the cheap guys, finding someone here that's going to do really well, or we have a couple guys we want to play four receivers. I think it's going to be really important. Um, 
First of all, I think the chalk guys. I think that Van Jefferson at 5,600 is going to be very popular. There's no Odell Beckham Jr. Um, you know, Van Jefferson had the long touchdown last week. I know he only had three targets. He's had a lot of targets before that, but been really involved in the Rams offense um, pretty much the last like six weeks. He's been he's been a big part. You take OBJ out, Robert Woods is obviously out. I think he's really popular at 5,600. The other guy who I think in here might be popular just because of the low price and the big name is DK Metcalf, 6,200 in the same game at the Rams. Uh, Tyler Lockett went on the COVID list. There's some talk he might be able to get off of it, but if he doesn't play, there's no Jalen Ramsey. Um, I know he he's only four for 43 last week, and he's been you know he hasn't have he doesn't have 60 yards in the game since week seven, which is a crazy run for DK Metcalf. But no Lockett. Metcalf had a touchdown back on a penalty uh, last week. Like he's it feels like it's about to happen. Um, so I think those two guys to be pretty popular. Want to get your feel on uh, you think those that's going to be some good popularity, or you think you're going to go elsewhere? And if so, elsewhere, um, where would it be in this range? Oh, yeah. Well, DK really hurt my feelings last week. Uh, you mentioned he had that touchdown called back. Yep. Then they tried to get him a touchdown on a little slant from about the three-yard line that Russ just threw right behind him. He was wide so open. Oh, bad. Like, it could have been such a big game. Yeah, uh, but if if Lockett is out, yeah, I, I think you got to have some interest uh, in DK, especially with Jalen Ramsey not there. Yeah, you know, it all makes sense. They're They're trying to get him the ball more. I understand that. So I, I'd like DK if if Lockett is out. Um, Van Jefferson, yeah, I think he'll be the chalky one in that range, and rightfully so. Touchdown in three straight weeks, no Odell, no Robert Woods. Uh, like you mentioned, only three targets last week, but in the four previous games, uh, he was averaging eight targets. So I'd expect something like that um, without Beckham in there. Um, just like a really good young player, a good deep threat. It was cool. A after his touchdown last week, there's a video of him coming over to the sidelines, thanking Sean McVay for the opportunity, for thanking That's him awesome. for believing in him. Yeah, it, it, it was cool to see. Um, some some guys in that range that might be less popular, um, there's a few of them that are in good spots. Um, I really like the Cardinals wide receivers yeah. without uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, A.J. Green, I know that's not 5K, but he's 4'9". Close, nine, so it's close, close enough, enough. Yeah. Um, he saw 10 targets last week. Kyler was just looking his way first every time. Um, even, even with Hopkins in there, like before he was playing last week, it seemed like every time he dropped back, it was, oh, AJ Green again. They're, it's funny because they're number 18, number 10. You're like, oh, there's DeAndre. You're like, oh, nope, AJ Green again. Yeah. And, I, you know, I know people have some sort of reservations about AJ Green, I guess, because of his age and injury history, but. He's looked pretty good for, for most of the season. He looked pretty good on Monday night. And Detroit has given up huge games to receivers this season. Uh, so I'm going to take Kyler Murray's number one wide receiver for 4,900. That looks pretty good to me. I also think it's a great spot for Christian Kirk. Um, he yeah. should see a bunch of targets uh, playing in the slot. Again, same with Green. Amazing matchup and no Hopkins. They also have banged up running backs. So I think the first place I'm looking is these Arizona guys. Um, what about you in that range, Scott? What do you like? Yeah, I did like the Arizona guys too. I think Kirk will probably be more popular than Green, just like you said. I think people are a little wary of AJ Green. But there's a number of guys in this range. I think if you want to get away from Jefferson or Metcalf, there's a lot of ways to go. It's kind of a fun range. I think that Brandon Cooks is very much alive right now. It's weird. We talk about we talked earlier in the year about oh, as long as Tyrod Taylor's in, Brandon Cooks would be good. But he's been really good the last couple of games with Davis Mills. He was eight for 101, 11 targets last week. This is a always uh, Houston's always in a good game script. I mean, they're always trailing, but they're at Jacksonville. 
they are a little bit of an underdog. I know it's Jacksonville. We don't, who knows what to expect there, but like the matchup's good. This could be a little bit back and forth game. You know, I think both teams have nothing to lose. Maybe they air it out a little bit, but uh, I think Brandon Cooks is safe to see, you know, double digit targets, which is hard to find in this range. And the other guy in here that is, is the same price at 1500 is Russell Gage. I think that we talked before about the Niners cornerbacks just can't guard guys right now. Da, you know, Dante Johnson's out. Uh, we got, we're down to Josh Norman and whoever else, maybe Emmanuel Mosley is out. They just don't, they, they were not great before. And now they just have a lot of guys that are hurt. So I think Russell Gage was only four for 64 last week on six targets, but had a huge week the week before. Um, I just think you know, the Niners are 27th in points per game to wide receivers. I just don't think they can guard receivers right now. You know, Russell Gage is not the Jamar Chase we had last week or Metcalf or Lockett, the, you know, maybe a couple weeks before that when that when Seattle beat them. But I think Gage at 5,800 will see a, a guy that might you know, approach double-digit targets and could get loose. I think that the Niners cornerbacks just can't guard anybody right now. And I, I try and hide when I watch games. I'm like, I hope the other coach doesn't realize this. But you got to think that Matt Ryan knows, you know, where the weaknesses are. You're not going to you're not going to run against the Niners. Um, you know, they'll probably start throw to Cordell Patterson a little more too, but I think that uh, Gage is in a good spot here to, uh, to, to, to really, uh, you know, be really solid with the, with some potential upside there too. Yeah. Um, so I just, I want to piggyback on that brand on your Brandon cooks uh, call, because I was one of those guys that said uh, I would only, or I would prefer to roster him with Tyrod Taylor. And I, I, I at least was wrong about that. Or, or I'd rather yeah. roster him with Davis Mills. Um, yeah, it's uh, been it's like, been weird. Like he's been good with Mills the last couple of games. It's, yeah, uh, Mills started I think fourteen of fourteen uh, last week against the Seahawks. Um, you know, so I, I, I'm I'm okay with going to Cooks for double digit targets. Another guy, um, I just can't quit Julio Jones um, wow. when he's the number one receiver and he's fifty four hundred. I've got to mention it. You know, he he, he would have played more last week if they uh, weren't blowing out Jacksonville, I'd expect him to play more this week and they just don't have any weapons still without AJ Brown and without Derrick Henry and Pittsburgh's given up uh big Pittsburgh's defense has gotten crushed for the last month. Yeah. Um, so I, I see Julio Jones getting more targets. Uh, I see him getting some end zone targets uh, and I don't think people are going to roster him. So I don't really mind that either. Yeah, this range is great. I mean, we we got T. Higgins is still sixty five hundred. He was great again last week. He has three straight hundred yard games. Brandon Ayuk is sixty three hundred. He was uh, he had a touchdown last week. Six plus targets in six of seven games. Um, that one scares me a little bit more with, with both Kittle and, and Debo Samuel active, but they have been looking to Ayuk a lot. I mean, eleven targets last week. I think I think Debo had one. So it's like it's it's very strange how it's kind of shifted a little bit. But uh, uh, that one makes me a little bit more worried if the Diners do get up. But uh, and with the two other spots. But then the other, last guy I want to talk about this range, who I think is interesting at fifty nine hundred. Chase Claypool. Uh, a ton of talk about all the mistakes he made last week. He he had a drop pass. He had that fourth down where he celebrated rather than taking the ball back to the back to the uh, back to the uh, the referee or the umpire there. Um, but he was still eight for 93 on nine targets. He has eight plus targets in three of his last four games. We talked about Deontay Johnson earlier, but you know, Ben's going to throw the ball. They're going to, they're going to fling it around a little bit. It's not always deep, but there's a lot of targets there. Claypool's weird. He had 11 touchdowns last year. I mean, we talked about it. He's, he's a touchdown guy. He can score the time has won this year. You got to figure that like, that's got to be coming a little bit. Um, his snaps are down a little bit the last couple weeks. He's had that turf toe thing. Maybe they're managing a little bit. When he's in, they're using him a lot. And I don't think anybody's going to play Claypool. Like the narrative around him is so negative right now that people are going to be like, yeah, I'll play Marquise Brown. I'll play DK Metcalf. I'll play Brandon Cooks instead. Um, and Claypool goes really, really under-owned this week in a tournament. I think you might get him at 3 or 4%. I think that's a, a really spicy one Who a guy with a guy that is getting targets and has some upside to, to score some touchdowns too. 
Yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned Claypool. I'm 100% on board with that. It's a good price tag. You mentioned eight targets in three out of the last four weeks. And that yep. that TD regression has got to hit soon. You know, he's yeah. he's got big play upside. Uh, you can see 100 yards and a touchdown in this spot. And now he's under 6K. Uh, yeah, that's a really good call. Great leverage for tournaments with Claypool. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. I, I always like when uh, you get a receiver that has some negative narrative around him. It seems like those guys uh, those guys take that personally, and uh, I think that uh, Claypool's got something to prove this week, and I think we're going to see it in a game that uh, I think we had. Uh, I don't. The Tennessee defense does not scare me very much, so I think that's uh, that's one that could work too. So uh, good stuff there. I love the I love the mid range week. There are so many options to pick from, and I always like when you get that. There's so many ways to go. You have to really figure out what's right. I think I'm going to end up playing two guys in that range. I think I play when I, when a lot of, I play four receivers, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take two guys that we mentioned there and kind of go with that. So let's talk about a couple of, uh, a couple of game stacks this week. Um, you go first, uh, where are you looking at? We talked about, we talked about a lot of players already, but uh, you know, where are you looking to kind of stack some quarterback receiver stuff this week? Um, okay. The, the first place is Arizona. I'll just start there because I just talked about the receivers yeah. um, with Hopkins out. I think Green and Kirk are in good spots. Um, Kyler, obviously, is a great play. Um, so I think it just makes sense to stack them up. The Going against the Lions is just its just too good of a spot. Uh, we've yeah. seen passing games destroy the Lions all season. And um, I actually like the fact that Hopkins is out because normally that, that's what prevents me from rostering Kyler is because he's not a guy that – that normally peppers one receiver with targets. Um, but with Hopkins not in there and with the uh, the running backs banged up, I think one or two of these guys is going to see plenty of targets and have a big game. You can even toss uh, Zach Ertz in there. Uh, he gets a little bump without Hopkins, and it's a good matchup for him too. And if, if you want to run it back, there are a couple options. You don't have to, but um, Amon Ross St. Brown, 12 targets yep. in back-to-back weeks. I mean, that's that's a lot of targets. 18 catches in back-to-back weeks. Um, Goff has spoke very highly of him uh, publicly recently. He seems to, you know, obviously he loves throwing to him. So you can run it back there. Um, maybe sort of a, a less obvious, less popular run back. If you want to punt all the way down at tight end, uh, TJ Hawkinson is now out the season. Brock Wright saw five targets last week and he's 2,800. Again, you nice. don't have to run these stacks back when you play uh, a team that's a big favorite, but Detroit does have options. Um, the other game is a little bit, uh, a more competitive game, maybe a better target uh, for stacking a game both ways. I think the Rams Seahawks is probably my favorite one. Again, like I want to roster Cooper cup Uh, Odell Beckham being out makes it easier to find the second guy. You can go to Van Jefferson or I like going to Higby. Uh, I think Beckham being out should mean a few more targets for Higby. Um, And then you can run it back with Seattle guys. Like, especially if Lockett's out, these Seattle guys look good for runbacks, both DK. And then I believe um, D D Eskridge, um, the minimum price, 3K, if Lockett was out, uh, he'd be the one to see a benefit. But also, uh, Gerald Everett would see a big benefit if Lockett is out. And then just a couple things about that game. So since since Russ came back five weeks ago, um, Seattle has actually picked up the pace. They're playing at the sixth fastest situation neutral pace in the league since Russ came back. Um, and that's 
goes up to the fourth fastest in the league when they're trailing. Um, another thing that makes passing stacks stand out about this game is that the Rams have the number one run defense and the Seahawks have the number four run defense. Um, so it all, you know, it, both teams playing fast, both teams struggling to run, uh, appealing options on both sides. Uh, so yeah, that, that game looks good to me too. Um, what about you, Scott, which games or game, uh, do you like? Yeah, you sold that uh, that Ram Seattle one really well. Uh, you also got Freddie Swain in there, who's another like you get three thousand. Him and Estridge, like I don't know how you pick between them, but like having options at three thousand at receiver in a game stack is is just really really nice. Um, I think I'm going back to Dallas this week. I think uh, Dak let me down last week, but I, I do I like the price drop. Sixty five hundred for Dak Prescott seems really good to me. You get a nice break off him from from Allen and uh, and uh, Kyler Murray. Um, Three of the five games or three of the four of the six, whatever it is, there's he's only had a couple of good ones that have been bad since the injury. It's it's been a little bit rough. Um, you know, last three games and three of the last five, he's under 240 yards and one touchdown. But I like the matchup against the Giants. Um, he had 300, 302 yards and three touchdowns against them in week five. The Dallas implied total, like we talked about implied totals, their implied total is 27 and a half, which is among the highest as we get just a little bit lower than Buffalo and Arizona, the teams you mentioned earlier. So, like there's points here. No Tyron Smith matters. I do get that. Missing the left tackle is, is a big thing here. But I just like the weapons, too. Like, he has three receivers healthy. Pollard and, and Zeke are not really healthy. Like, Zeke was out there all last week. and I just He just doesn't look like the same guy right now. Um, CeeDee Lamb was only 7 for 61 last week, but 10 targets, had 15 rushing yards, too. If they get him a couple carries, I really like that also. 23 targets the last couple of weeks. Hasn't hit 100 yards since week eight. Like, we feel like we're due for a big CeeDee Lamb game. He's 7,400. If you want to go down to Amari Cooper, he's 6,400. You know, uh, Michael Gallup is playable, 5,500. Um, he is five for six last week, but nine targets. His, his targets last four weeks have been really good. Um, I just think that Dallas is, is due for one of those games. I want to check weather on this one. You know, New York in December, you get some wind in that stadium, which is always a little bit concerning. But uh, I think I'm going back to this. I think that uh, I think they're due, uh, due a really nice passing game. And you just have so many weapons. Like, it just happened can happen so easily. And the other one is, I mean, it's Green Bay. I think that uh, we talked about Devontae Adams earlier. You throw him with Rodgers. Uh, you know, there's been so much talk about Rodgers off the field. I mean, we've, we've kind of lost the last three weeks have been really, really good. 384 yards, 307 yards, 341 passing yards the last three weeks. The 10 touchdowns, uh, touchdown passing, one touchdown rushing, so 11 total touchdowns. Uh, the Ravens are, like I said, are beat up in the secondary. No Marlon Humphrey. They are just, they're just, they're, they're kind of hanging off for dear life right now on defense with, uh, with all the injuries. It's kind of a shame. They're allowing like 17 passing points per game to, to, to opposing quarterbacks. So this is a spot that, Rodgers could get well if Lamar. I, w- I want Lamar to play because I want a little bit of comeback there. Just hoping that Baltimore could stay in the game. Um, but Rodgers, Adams, like it seems easy and simple. But we mentioned all the other options. I don't think they're really that highly owned this week. And I, I think that the you can always you can always go right with that matchup. Yeah, I like both those calls, especially Dallas. I'm glad you brought up Dallas. Uh, I can add just a couple things there. Dal- yeah, Dallas games. Dallas games average the second most amount of plays in the league, and um, they've actually averaged. Uh, 130 plays um, per game this season, which is the second most in the league. They're actually averaging more than that the last four weeks. They've now passed Tampa as the fastest offense in the league. And they're second in the league in pass rate behind Brady and the Buccaneers. So this game should have plenty of plays. Dallas should be passing the ball. It's good salary, good salary on Dak. Yeah, that's a really good call. I like, like the Cowboys this week. Any um, sneakier stacks before we jump into running backs and receivers? Anybody that, like, you can figure out a way, maybe, uh, you know, your third lineup in a tournament, uh, anything sneaky you're going to go with? 
Hmm. I got one. Okay. Um, so I want to mention, if I'm going to mention one, it's going to be one that I would actually play in a significant tournament. And I'm not sure that I see one. Like I mentioned at the very start, I'd consider Tua Parker Gasicki stacks uh, if, depending on the Dolphins running back situation. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Let, let, let's hear yours. I could, I could see that. I could see that too. We talked about uh, Tua earlier. We talked about Devontae Parker earlier. Um, I think the 49ers are kind of a sneaky stack this week, um, especially if Eli Mitchell does not play. If they don't have somebody they're going to hand the ball off to 27 times. Um, Garoppolo is only 1,500. Like, I'm not the biggest Jimmy Garoppolo guy. Obviously, I'm a big Niners fan, but, like, I find a lot to critique with his game. I think he's uh, too much of a one-read guy, but, like, it's fantasy. He's playing the Falcons. We saw a couple weeks ago, like, you and I were both like, I don't really know if I like Cam Luton in the in this spot, but, you know, it was, it was, against, it was against the Falcons, so it kind of worked. You've got lots of options. You can play Debo Samuel, who's got nobody's going to own Debo Samuel. He's eighty two hundred. He's way overpriced. Everybody's talking about the fact that you know the rushing touch hasn't been there, but he has three. He has three catches last week. Nobody's going to have him. Uh, Kittle's expensive too. Like I think it's going to be hard for people to get to him at 70, 70, I think seventy five hundred. And then you got Ayuk too. Like eleven targets last week. I think there's a lot of options to go with. Uh, Jimmy has two ninety nine and two hundred ninety six passing yards last couple of weeks. Doesn't have more than two touchdowns in a game, but like you know he can get there in the in the right situation again. It's a spot where I'd rather do it if Mitchell does not play. That way, if you want to play Debo, at least you get the rushing yards too. Um, the key for me with this game is that uh, Garoppolo struggles when anybody's in his face. Like you can see, if this first guy's not there, the rush comes. He takes sacks. He's done. Atlanta is last in the NFL in both pressure rate and number of sacks. So he should have plenty of time to throw. Um, if you want to get sneakier and like, you know, you, you're multi-entering something, it's a, you're in your $3 chart tournaments, that kind of thing. I think this stack has um, actually some upside and some decent floor. I think, it, I think it works pretty well. The hardest part of it is picking which pass catcher to go with. Yeah. Um, so I, I really like the Niners. I'm glad you brought up that stat about the Falcons defensive line. because This game has the biggest offensive line, defensive line mismatch of any game on Sunday. Um, it also has the biggest uh, mismatch the other way is in terms of the Niners defensive line versus the Falcons offensive line. So I think it's it's a really tough spot for the Falcons and a great spot for the Niners. I agree with you. If if Elijah Mitchell is out, yeah, I, I I would like stacking up the Niners. I just don't want to run it back with any Falcons. So I mean, you don't. Yeah, have I, think, to. I think I think Gage is workable, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd probably do it with Gage if I did. But yeah, I, I certainly. Uh, I, I mean, no, I, 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 I just. Yeah, Sorry, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to use Cordero Patterson this week. It's just like he's been the last. It's kind of been the Debo Samuel thing. Like last few weeks, like it's all been all rushes and, and very few passes. But uh, I think he could work if they get him on the outside. You know, I think that uh, we're probably tired about talking about Kyle Pitts, but um, you know, someone's got to score. The Niners are really good against tight ends. You know, as bad as they are against receivers with their outside guys, um, you know, Al Shire and Fred Warner are really good covering tight ends. So just you know, he's a little bit different than a tight end they normally face, and maybe he gets matched up against some some DBs, but. Uh, I'd probably go gauge if I had to go someone back with it. But uh, I do think uh, if you could pick the right pass catcher, I think that uh, you, you got some upside here. Agreed. Um, and what about, uh, we talked, we talked about stacks. We talked about mid range receivers and, and, and all that, but what about, uh, what about the expensive running backs this week? It's a weird spot. We've got, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, 7,300, uh, Mixon, 7,200, Najee Harris, 7,800. Najee was really good last week, a couple of touchdowns, but you know, like his longest rush of the season was last week at 23 yards. He hasn't been really explosive. Um, you're looking for when you pay up here, um, any of these three running backs you're going to go with this week, uh, between, between Harris, Mixon and uh, Zeke, do you have a favorite among them? 
Yeah, I think it's Harris. Um, if 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 not for Harris, just just uh, by himself, but sort of eliminating the other guys, uh, I I can't roster Zeke Elliott. Like he just okay. So with without Pollard last week, we thought it was going to be a great spot for Elliott, but then they just bring in other guys. I mean, uh, I don't know. He must not be healthy because twelve carries again last week, and he's not busting off big runs. I mean, if you and he's not the, he's he's not cheap. He's the second highest uh, price running back on the slate. Sorry, I'm, yeah, and I'm I'm going through his game log right now. In the last six seven weeks, um, he has an eleven yard rush and a ten yard rush. Uh, those are his longest runs in the last seven weeks. Um, so yeah, yeah I mean, that doesn't have 70 yards in a game since week five, not a hundred yeah. yards. He doesn't have 70 yards in a game since week five. Like he, Zeke, he, he needs to get in the box twice. And, you yep. know, he, of course he can do that. Uh, it's Dallas. They have a good offense. They, they get, they should be, uh, inside the 10 qu- quite often. Um, but I'm just not going to rely on that. Um, Najee Harris. Yeah, I could go there just because um, it's a good matchup. He's catching passes. Um, like you mentioned, like the rushing's been tough because the Steelers' offensive line is one of the worst in football. Um, but we also don't have, you know, the Jonathan Taylors, Eckler, McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook. There, there's none of them. So, so Harris does project for the most fantasy points. Uh, of all the running backs. So I think it does make sense to roster Harris. Uh, and I don't think like he'll be overly popular because of the value. I mean, yeah, he'll be the most popular out of that seven K range, um, but it's not going to be crazy. And then Mixon, Yeah. I don't know. The, 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 the argument for rostering Mixon is that I don't think anyone's going to roster him this week. And we had seen his salary, get up to 8k because he'd just been crushing uh over 25 fantasy points in four straight weeks until uh these last two i don't know sort of duds i guess but he's still seeing 20 touches a game uh it's the, it's the matchup with denver though it's not a great matchup and that game uh, is projected to be one of the slower games yeah so i guess by process of elimination Najee harris is my favorite i don't know do you have like anything to add or do you feel differently I'd probably go Mixon, but I, I kind of agree with you most. Because I just like that Mixon touches the ball so much. But yeah, the, the game's going to be slow. I don't really want to play Zeke at the price, but uh, I don't love I don't love this range this week. That's kind of what it comes down to. I think I'm going to play a lot of guys in the you know five sixes range at running back and kind of pay up at other at other spots. But me too. And then I just wanted to add real quick. You you mentioned it just briefly, but I think this is a four receiver week. Um, so. Uh, meaning receiver in the flex uh, instead of a running back. So I'm probably for the most part looking at two of these cheaper running backs that are in good spots. We'll, we'll have a few of them and then uh, yeah. Rostering four receivers. Yeah, I want to jump into those uh, running backs in the mid spots here in a second. But uh, first, a note from our sponsors at Yahoo DFS. The NFL season is fully heating up, and Yahoo is going big on daily fantasy football this season. There will be a ton of big prize contests throughout the year on Yahoo, including their multi-entry contest now being shark-free. To celebrate Yahoo going big on DFS as well as Yahoo Daily Fantasy becoming shark-free, Yahoo is giving all users the opportunity to claim a free $10 in site credit. Users can take advantage of this free $10 site credit offer to join any paid contest, including Yahoo's biggest contest, the weekly $1 million DFS NFL Baller Contest. The weekly $1 million contest features a $1 million in total prizes, including first prize receiving $100,000 and a ton of overlay and prizes. 
Play daily fantasy football on Yahoo this season. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome to claim the free $10 offer to get started. So we talked about the expensive uh, running backs and kind of mentioned that there's a lot of guys in the mid range that maybe are more playable this week. Um, so let's hit there. I mean, I think we've got, we talked about Eli Mitchell earlier. He might not play, but he's 6,200. Uh, Javante Williams is 6,100, but Melvin Gordon's back. He was still really good last week, scored twice, but only played 49% of the snaps. That split is very real. Um, Antonio Gibson at 6,000 let us down last week. Um, he got a little bit game script out of that game, but uh, we talked about Michelle. We talked about uh, you know we talked about the guys that will be will be popular. We talked about the the fifty four hundred guys with uh, who was it? It was uh, James Robinson and Rashad Penny. Uh, what else are you doing in this range? If you go away from a Robinson, from Penny, from the Rams running back, is there anybody else down here that you that you like this week that you think is playable? Yeah. Um, so yeah, you mentioned Gibson was a big letdown. Um, yeah. I could go back to him. Only if McKissick is out. Yeah, I think McKissick might be back. And I did the same thing. I was like, if McKissick's back, I don't think I want to play it. Yeah, it's, you know, it's not the greatest matchup uh, away to the Eagles. And yeah, if McKissick's back, I'll I'll, I'll be off Gibson. And by the way, uh, Taylor Heineke just went on the COVID list too. So we're looking Mm. at, um, we're looking at either Garrett Gilbert, Kyle Shermer, or Jordan Ta'amu as their quarterback this week. So uh, I think that makes me even more odd. That scares me even more off Gibson, I think. Wow, Kyle Allen's out too. Yeah, that's yep. big trouble for that Washington offense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, no Gibson. Sorry, um, I, ju- I just saw that, so I wanted. To no, no. Yeah, Glad you brought it up. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. So, where after Gibson? Yeah. On the on the other side of that game, do you do you do you get into Miles Sanders at all? He was uh, he's fifty eight hundred. That could be a game. Like now that we know the Washington quarterbacks are are out, like that could be an ugly game in terms of game script. Um, he was 24 for 130 in his last game against uh, before the bye, but that was without Jordan Howard and without Boston Scott. Those guys are both going to be back. Um, the Washington football team does play the run well. Um, I've been burned enough by Miles Sanders that I'm probably, with the other guys healthy, I don't think I can get there. I totally agree. Um, it would only I would only have interest if Jordan Howard is out, and it no. seems like Jordan Howard's going to play. Um, so, yeah, no. Um Elijah Mitchell being out again, like, I think you could go to Jeff Wilson just because of the matchup. Like, I really don't like that he doesn't catch any passes, but he does have a hundred rushing yard upside and could, and could score a touchdown. So I don't mind going there. Um, I think an interesting cheap guy is Michael Carter Um, coming back. He's going to be activated uh, against the Dolphins. We've seen him. Uh, pretty active in the passing game. He's looked good as a runner too. Uh, like I, I like the salary, forty seven hundred. Um, but yeah, like nothing's standing out too much besides Robinson and the Rams. Like those look like such good options in that range. Yeah. I also, oh, I think you could go to Miles Gaskin. Uh, you know, he's it has him on the COVID list right now, but if he comes back, there's a good chance he'll be the only running back act or the only one of the only running backs active for the dolphins. And it's just, it's such a good spot against uh, the jets. And it also sort of helps his pass catching upside that uh, waddles out. So it'd be a really good spot for Gaskin, who is a guy I normally don't like to roster, but everything's sort of pointing in his direction uh, in that matchup. 
So the only other guy I want to mention this range is someone that if you want in a tournament, if you want to get away from the chalkier guys in the same range, um, Dante Foreman is uh, is fifty two hundred. He was very heavily involved last week before he got banged up a little bit. He only had two carries in the second half. He twenty three snaps, so he's he's limited snap count because he got banged up. But in those twenty three snaps, thirteen carries, forty seven yards, and a touchdown. Two catches, also fifteen yards. I get that Jeremy McNichols is is there. I get that uh, Dontrell Hilliard is there. This Pittsburgh run D has been absolutely thrashed lately. Last week, and I'm just going to read this real quick. Dalvin Cook last week, 27 for 205, two touchdowns. Week before, Devontae Freeman, 14, 52, and a touchdown. Week before, Joe Mixon, 28 for 165 and two touchdowns. Week before that, Austin Eckler had four touchdowns. Week before that, Deontay Swift had 130 rushing yards. Like This is a run D that has been absolutely crushed the last five weeks. And then they looked like they didn't even want to be out there against Minnesota last week. Like Every time Dalvin Cook got the ball – I mean, Dalvin Cook is awesome. I'm not going to compare Dante Foreman to him in any way possible, but like he was running through like five yard holes. Like it was just, there's a couple of stills of that game where like Cook made one cut and there's nobody there. It was wild. It was like not getting touched for 15 yards. Like I don't know what was going on there. Maybe off the long rest, Pittsburgh will fix this, but like it's a great matchup right now. And Foreman was heavily involved before I get hurt. As long as he's fine, I think he is the guy. There's going to be some splits, you know. If third down, he's going to come out of the game. But like, I think if there's if there's a guy in the Tennessee backfield, it's Foreman. If they get rolling against this team, I think 5200 is a is a really interesting and intriguing tournament play to maybe maybe pivot off one of the chalk guys and get a little different this week. Yeah, I, I, I'm on board with that. Um, people will sort of get turned off by the fact by his low snap count and by the fact that they use three running backs. But like you mentioned, when he's in there. He's touching the ball. Um, yep. they, they put, and and the, yeah, the matchup's great. Pittsburgh just getting shredded. And yeah, I agree with everything you said. Uh, uh, Foreman's touches and snap count, I wouldn't be surprised to see them increase either. So yeah, I, I think that's a good call. Yeah, I just think, you know, if you want to get a little different, it's obviously way riskier than the, some of those uh, the guys we talked about that would be popular, but I think it's a pretty good uh, tournament spot. I uh, want to hit a few more receivers here, but first a note from our sponsors at Thrive. Thrive is back for another season of fantasy football, and they're running huge guaranteed contests each week this NFL season. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Sign up today and get a free six-month RotoWire subscription. Here's how you claim that subscription. Visit rotowire.com slash thrive. Deposit of a minimum of $10. Receive a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. And then finally, plan your first paid contest. After you do that, you'll receive a free six-month Rotowire subscription. So we spent a lot of time talking about uh, the expensive receivers, the mid-range receivers, who we like there. Um, it's interesting. There's a couple of receivers week that I think will be fully lost in terms of nobody's going to have them. Uh, Debo Samuel is 8200 I don't think anyone's going to pay that price, especially there's a lot of talk on Twitter. We mentioned earlier about the about the decreased targets, even though he's getting a lot of touches. But Debo can always blow up. He can get a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown. I think maybe they focus a little more on him. I watched the game back last week, and uh, Jimmy Garoppolo missed him for a touchdown once, missed him for a, a big first down play. Like, the plays are there. He's still running routes on all the routes, all the plays. It just, it just didn't work out last week. Um, Stefan Diggs, you know, anytime you compare someone with Josh Allen, he's 7,700. We got this far. I haven't even mentioned him. And obviously, uh, you know, hasn't had the huge blow up year they had last year, only two games over 100 yards. But, you know, he had 13 more targets last week. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders is not playing. We talked about Gabriel Davis for that in that, in that regard. But obviously, you know, maybe helps Diggs a little bit too. I think the targets are always there. Maybe even a couple more. Um, I don't think he's going to be popular at this price either. And then Jamar Chase is 7,100 in this range also. It just seems like everybody's going to either go Devontae or Cooper Cup. If they want to get this range, Deontay Johnson, 7,500, and then there's so many guys in the mid-range. I think those three guys get pretty lost this week if you wanted to get them at a, a low low uh, low percentage this week. 
Yeah, me too. Uh, and myself, I plan on getting to some some digs uh, yeah, out of those that's guys. That's the guy I like in the range too. I I really like him at uh, if you're going to get him at five six percent at seventy seven hundred. I, I I love that this week. Yeah, I, I do too. And I think uh, could make a lot of sense to roster Allen Diggs and Gabriel Davis. Uh, that that thirty seven hundred uh, receiver helps you roster uh, the most expensive quarterback and one of the most expensive receivers. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I know we didn't talk about, uh, the bills stack, but that's a similar stack to the Arizona stack I mentioned. Uh, and that, yeah, the bills might blow them out, but, uh, the bills have lost two straight and they keep their foot on the pedal into the fourth quarter. Um, I always, I always love the focus on a good team that just lost to like, and they, mm-hmm. they, they, they came back really well in that game. I think a lot of people thought they're going to get blown out and all of a sudden they came back and Probably should have won that game late. We could we could argue the uh, the questionable pass interference calls for a while there. It was uh, it seemed like uh, I'm never a conspiracy guy, but it seems like it was very weighted towards Tampa Bay in that game. But um, yeah, I think Diggs is the guy this week that uh, you get a low uh, low percentage. That's a stud with a great quarterback. I think I, I love the spot for Stephon Diggs this week. Me too. Me too. Yeah, uh, that was. We- we mentioned uh, we mentioned Davis and uh, Devontae Parker as guys, and you know a, a little maybe uh, safer and more involved than we usually see in the cheap range. Is there anybody else down here that's cheap? Are they, say under five thousand. You mentioned AJ Green at forty nine hundred. We already talked about that one. Is there anybody else down here that you like that maybe you can get away from the uh, you get away from Davis or uh, Parker to lineup? Is there anybody else down here that you think you're going to find yourself playing a bunch? Um. Off the top of my head, like no, um, I'm 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 kind of relying on you for that. Um, uh, the uh, Parker and Davis just look so good to me, and they do. The tournaments I'm playing, they make a lot of sense. Uh, but now I'm I'm open to getting off of them um, in some of my lineups. Do you have any guys down here that you like? I do. You're gonna bring, you're gonna get mad at me for even bringing them up. <laughs> I, is it a Jaguar? They both play for Jacksonville. Okay, um, that's okay. Marvin Jones is forty six hundred. Um, he was six for seventy last week on seven targets. Like this is a guy that's just—he's just—I mean, he's been good for a long time. I just think the price brings him into play. Forty six hundred is really cheap. Um, I think Jacksonville's going to come out pretty pissed off this week. I think they're going to—I think they're probably tired of doing interviews about Urban Meyer. I think they're probably happy that he's gone. Like I just think it's a spot, and they play Houston. Like we talked about, James Robinson is a great matchup. So that means it's a great matchup for everybody else too. Houston's terrible. Um, I weirdly think this game might get a little back and forth. Like I think it's going to kind of turn into a game where, you know, the both defenses are just so bad. Maybe we get some points. And the other guy is a guy we talked about last week that, and he hasn't moved up at all is Laquan Treadwell. He was, he's 3,300. He had six more targets last week, four for 68. Like he played him last week. And I think he was 3,200 or whatever it was, 3,100. That didn't hurt you. That's, that's, that's mm-hmm. double digit PPR points. And you save a lot of money. Uh, he only played 44 snaps, less than the other two guys. But, you know, I, I think they're using him. He's in there. And he's got some upside, too. He's a, he's got some explosion in his game. Last three weeks, I mean, for a guy who's 3,300, 53 yards, 62 yards, and 68 yards. Like, you don't usually get that for someone that's down here. Usually we're getting a guy that, you know, oh, he had 65 yards once. Let's find a way to, to force him in our lineup because maybe he's going to blow up. But Treadwell's three weeks in a row. They're using him a bunch. I think they're going to pass the ball. they got nothing to lose here. Um, so I think, I think Jones is playable for us. I think Treadwell's playable at 3,300. I can't really say I like them more than, than Davis and Parker, but if you're looking to get a little bit different, I think they're both very playable in a game that, uh, I think we see some, uh, a little, maybe a little more fireworks than we think that that total is really, really low. Uh, I like the over on the 39 and a half. I think that total's a little bit low for two. Uh, I know the offenses aren't good, but I think the defenses are bad enough that we get some points there. Yeah. I, I'm on board with that. You know, uh, after urban Meyer got fired, 
the spread jumped a few points in Jacksonville's favor. <laughs> Isn't that uh, crazy? It's awesome. So that was interesting to see. Yeah, that, that's crazy. Um, at 5,100, Trevor Lawrence, you know, is in play for for the for the largest field tournaments. Um, I, just to just to throw that in there, since we're talking about Jacksonville. But yeah, no, I I'm okay with those receivers. Treadwell, especially. I can't remember. He either had a touchdown called back or went off his fingers. I, I can't remember. But yeah, uh, the the numbers on Treadwell look good, and I agree with you. Uh, surprising to see his salary still that low. Yeah, it is. So it's, uh, I think those are, those are playable. Obviously, you know, you know, Parker and Davis are, are a lot safer, but uh, you know, you gotta get a little spicy in some of these tournaments. Uh, what about tight end? We've kind of hit on a couple of guys. We've kind of gone through here talking about stacks and stuff. Uh, George Kittle been a monster lately, 150 plus yards in back-to-back games. Uh, he's 7,500 though. It's, it's tough to get there at tight end. Where else are you going at tight end this week? Uh, you know, assuming you're not, I know you're, you don't usually pay way up at tight end. We talked, you talked about uh, getting down low with uh, Brock Wright in Detroit with, uh, with Hawkinson out. Uh, where else are you think you're going at, uh, at tight end this week? Yeah. I, I don't know that I'll get to Brock Wright, but you know, <laughs> he's an option down there. Um, Kittle. Yeah. You know, so Kittle being all the way up to 7,500, you're right. Uh, People just aren't going to roster him because of that. That makes me want to roster him a little bit more. Uh, we've yeah. talked about what a good spot this is for San Francisco. And Kittle's numbers are just crazy 20, over the last 27, 27 targets the last two weeks. Oh, 150 yards receiving, 180 yards receiving, three touchdowns in that span. I mean, 37 fantasy points, 40. That's That will win you a tournament. Um, yep. So and he, I, I think he did. I think he did the last two weeks. I think he was on both. Uh, I know he was on the lineup two weeks ago. I forget he was last week, but he's uh, he has been winning a lot of money for people the last couple of weeks. Yep, and he was on uh, the lineup that won me a lot of money two weeks ago as well. So right. I, I, I will try to get to Kittle, um, but elsewhere, um, I think there's a lot of guys in the five k range that are playable. Um, it's a decent spot for Ertz against the Lions with Hopkins out. Um, yep. it's a good spot for Dawson Knox, uh, you know, Emmanuel Sanders being out helps that, um, I like Mike Gesicki probably too. the most in that range, uh, just because of Waddle being out. Um, I think, I think Waddle out helps him the most actually. Me too. Um, so 11 targets uh, in the last game against the giants, but w- with Waddle out, I think we see 10 targets again for Gesicki. Um, and great matchup at home against the Jets. So Gasicki is probably my favorite. Um, next for me would be Higby uh, with Beckham out. I think it's a nice little bump to Higby. And then uh, I mentioned in that same game when we were talking about the stacks, like I wouldn't be on Gerald Everett, but if Lockett's out, that's a big enough bump to to give me a little bit of interest in Everett. Uh, what about you, Scott? Who else? Who else for tight end? You mentioned two of my favorites. I, I really like Kasicki this week. Uh, the Jets are allowing a league high 9.1 yards per target to tight ends. The matchup is great. I think Waddle out helps him the most, especially as we get inside the 20. Like usually that quick route they throw to Waddle, I think you, you get that to Kasicki. So I do really like him there. I, I like him to score a touchdown this week. I like Higby too. I think 4,000 is really cheap for a guy in the Rams offense. He didn't play last week. Does he have false COVID, uh, false, or a, a, a COVID positive that was, uh, that was actually a false positive? Um, he was, he had six targets in the game before that. So they're, you know, using him a little bit. I think no OBJ helps him a lot too. Um, the only other guy in this race you didn't mention that I do like, uh, maybe a little more than, than Knox and Ertz and Pitts. I do, I do like Dallas Goddard again at 5,300. Um, I think that Hertz has, uh, you know, developed a, a rapport with him. He had six for one Oh five and two touchdowns last game before their bye. 
Um, targets last series are up and down eight, then three, then six. But I think he's uh, I think maybe they figured out that he's probably their best pass catcher. They've really struggled to kind of find a guy at receiver. We've talked to they've gone to Jalen Rager and, and Quez Watkins. Like they kind of cycle through, you know, Devontae Smith is always there, but um, I do like, I do like Dallas, Dallas Goddard this, uh, this week at 5,300. Last guy I want to talk about is expensive. Um, if I were to go up higher, I think I would go and save the $1,100. I'd go from Kittle to Mark Andrews. Um, I don't think anybody's going to play him at 6,400, but he was 11 for 115 last week. Lamar would have to play for me to do it. I'd, I'd want him in there, although uh, Tyler Huntley uh, threw the ball enough to him also. But you look at his targets last six weeks. Uh, I think it's 10, 8, 10, 10, 9, 11. Like, that's a lot of targets for a guy who is who's really good, too. It's not like you're getting targets to a guy who's, you know, just kind of okay and going to get 40 yards with it. Uh, Anders could do something with the ball. Um, I think I'd take the $1,100 and play him over Kittle this week. As much as I love George Kittle as a, as a fan of the Niners, um, if I were going to go up top, it'd be Andrews, but I'm probably going to go down lower. Um, I think Gesicki and Higby are going to be on a lot of my teams. Uh, if you wanted to punt, you mentioned Brock Wright. Um, Josiah Degara in, uh, in in Green Bay is 2,700. He had uh, he had some targets last week. Uh, just a cheap piece of a really good offense if you wanted to punt the spot. I think that uh, I think him or Brock Wright work with a, with a few targets if you want to get under 3,000 this week. Uh, yeah, I agree with all that. Um, I guess I'll throw out one other guy under 3000. Again, I don't, don't know if I could get there, but Brevin Jordan, uh, on the Texans had seven targets last week. Again, this would be only be if, uh, I forget who their other tight end is, if he's out also, but yeah, I don't know. I'm probably not going to be in that range, but right. you like to mention when a guy, when a guy has seven targets and uh, playing against Jacksonville, you mentioned that that game might be a little bit more back and forth than people think. Again, though, I'll be uh, a little higher, a, l- a little higher, uh, or sorry, I'll be in the, a higher range than those guys, but I guess they're okay. Farrell Brown, is that the other guy? Yeah, fair, Yeah, like if Farrell Brown's out, that this yeah. this other guy, I don't even remember his name, and I just Bre- said it. Brevin, uh, Brevin Jordan. Brevin Jordan, seven yeah. targets. And he's been getting targets previously to that too. So yeah. I don't know. If are, I, that's okay. I like that too. I think that if you wanted to fully punt it, I think there's, there are some options this week that maybe get you, you know, four or five targets. Uh, real quick. We'll talk about, uh, talk about defense. I think there's a couple that stick out for me, but I'll go with you first. Uh, I know you, you, you tend to be the guy who uh, likes the cheaper defenses. Uh, do you have any that you like this week? Um, <laughs> that's, yeah. not very, that's not that's not very convincing yeah um jacksonville i guess d- 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 does that count i mean at, at home against the texans is all, always a, a decent option i think you know the cheapest we don't have like the cheapest defense is 2400 this yeah. week and jacksonville's, jacksonville's even 2800 right right so 20 2800 jacksonville you know it's only four hundred dollars more than the than the cheapest defense, so I'm okay with a home defense against the Texans. But I I don't know. You g- give me something better. If they were twenty like three hundred, I could get there. But like you just go up three hundred bucks, you get to both Buffalo at home against Carolina at thirty one hundred, and the 49ers home against Atlanta thirty one hundred. Um, the Bills D has been quiet lately. Um, their sacks have been uh, not really especially exciting, but. Carolina turned it over three times last week. They were sacked five times the week before that. 
they might be rotating quarterbacks. Like this feels like an old school Steve Spurrier college offense. You're going to go with some, some Cam Newton and some PJ Walker. Like I, I love that for a defense. I just, I just don't like that idea in the pros is in the NFL. I just don't think it works very well. And the 49ers, like they have nine sacks the last two weeks. Uh, Nick Bose is on a mission right now. He wants to set the 49ers sack record. We get, get Alden Smith off the record book, which would be a, a good thing for everybody involved. Um, they forced five turnovers the last two weeks. Atlanta's got sacked uh, five times against Tampa in week 13. Atlanta only has a couple turnovers the last couple weeks, but before that, they were really turning it over. I think at 3,100, both those are very playable. If I wanted to get under 3,000, um, I'd actually play Denver before I would play Jacksonville. They're 2,900. Um, Cincinnati's allowed 11 sacks the last two weeks with six turnovers. Like, uh, you know, I, I know they have an explosive offense. There's a lot of weapons there, but they have been a little loose with the ball. Um, I know a couple of those were on one kick returns last week, but, you know, they, they still count. But the 11 sacks were really stuck out to me. And I think Denver would be, maybe be able to get after Joe Burrow a little bit, who still is not, um, you know, has looked has looked fine, but it's not like quite the the mobile guy after the, after the knee injury. So I think that uh, Denver 2,100, 49ers 31, Buffalo 31 will be the three defense I'll kind of be cycling between this week. Yeah. Okay. So you definitely sold me on. Those are great spots for the Niners and the Bills. I'm definitely going to find try to find the the 300 to move from Jacksonville to one of them. I will say I think my favorite defense on the slate is now the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, if Heineke on the COVID list, Kyle Allen on the COVID list, they're going to start a quarterback on the road who I've never heard of most likely. So um, give me some Eagles defense this week as well. Yeah, it's a hard hard to not like that with it. You know, you get if nothing else, you get a quarterback with a, a huge lack of experience, and mm-hmm. maybe they just hand it off. But you know, if they get behind, they're gonna have to do something. That you got always like that. You know, I think if you want to spend up, you know, the Dolphins against the Jets obviously works. Uh, the Cowboys against the Giants, we're going to get another Mike Glenn in the week this week. This, this, that works too, but it's hard not to just go Philly at that if you're going to pay up a little bit. But uh, yeah, Philly works well. Um, you know, Buffalo, 49ers, Denver, if you want to get lower, but I just don't think it's, I, I think it's not low enough where to just not play the 49ers or, or Buffalo. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Anybody else you want to talk about? I feel like we've hit the slate uh, pretty darn well here. Anything else that is on your mind or you want to discuss? Yeah, no, I, I think we hit it pretty good. Uh, yeah, I, I got nothing. Yeah, weirdly fun week, right? Like, it's just like there's not that big obvious game to play or gay or two games to play, but like it, it kind of opens up almost all the games. Like, it's, yeah, it's I funny. love these weeks. We talked about low totals, but we talked about players in the Jacksonville-Houston game. I think that uh, I think when you get everything so compacted in, um, it really kind of brings almost all the games into play, and it, 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 it's fun to kind of figure out uh, which way to go because it's not super obvious, which I, I really like that when it happens. Absolutely. So thanks, everybody, everybody for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast sponsored by WinBet. We greatly appreciate you guys listening all year long. Hopefully it's uh, not only been fun, but uh, hopefully helpful in getting some good plays in your lineup. It's been a, a really good, like, last – four or five weeks for us. We kind of uh, identified some really good players. So it's been fun getting there. Ryan obviously won a bunch of money two weeks ago. So uh, put uh, put the talk into action, which we always like to see. Um, if you can please rate and review the podcast, it helps that a lot. It helps people find the podcast. So always a very good thing. Um, if you enjoy listening to us, how we have uh, been listening to us all year, I uh, can leave a bunch of stars. That'd be greatly appreciated. If you want to follow Ryan on Twitter, he is at R-Y-A-N-B-E-L-O-N-G-I-A. I'm at Scott Jensted. Jensted is J-E-N-S-T-A-D. As uh, as news breaks, and we obviously had the Washington uh, quarterback news break during the show. Uh, as news breaks, and we kind of adjust lamps and stuff. Definitely hit us up on Twitter. Ask us stuff there. We'll answer there. Other than that, hope everybody has a really good week 15. Happy holidays to everybody and all that. We'll be back at you uh, next week. At some point next week, we'll talk about schedule. But it, gets a little, it gets a little weird, but uh, we'll be back at you at some point next week. Hope everybody has a good week. Take care. Hey, thanks, Scott.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.